Welcome to What the Hell. Arg. Sorry. Today we're going to talk about The Tomorrow War. Yeah, the movie just came out on Amazon Prime yesterday. Yeah, it only came out. Did it come out it yesterday? It was yesterday, yeah. Because the whole reason why I actually watched it because that uh, the pudgy bearded guy that died like in that rain of fire. Yeah. You didn't notice his shirt, did you? No, I didn't. It was BRCC. Was it a Black Rifle shirt? It was a BRCC shirt. Nice. But everybody was like, oh, yeah. Because I, I get on uh, Drinking Bros, which now is, oh, God, what is it now? Because I had to change it because uh, people in Drinking Bros actually, uh, uh, Facebook uh, canceled the, uh, the extremist website. But now it's uh, so. Let's think main. about that for just a second. People in on the drinking drinking bros Facebook group canceled. Yeah, the drinking bros. Wow. What's really What's really sad though? How is, soft is that? What's really sad is, is uh, drinking bros uh, gaming and drinking yeah. bro nerds is the only one that's up and going right now because mm-hmm. they had a drinking bros singles. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one because that that got nixed. Yeah, that one got next pretty not no, it's just year. Wide. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah, because uh, back when it was first getting up and going, it was just like a couple of years ago. Well, a lot of the reason why it did that, and this is just JT talking about it. Uh, JT said the whole reason why that got uh, angst, what his theory is on it, was because. Uh, It was the comments on it. it every, as soon as a post goes up, a lot of people comment on it. It was very yeah. uh, interactive. And uh, another another one that got angst was uh, Cult of the Curious. Cult of the Curious is a time suck. I don't know. We'll eventually get on the uh, Tomorrow War yeah. uh, mo- movie that came out. But Cult of the Curious, they have a Cult of the Curious 2 now, which I forgot to join that but it was time suck yeah for dan cummings and everything right huh okay yeah um so uh and uh, but this was a really good movie uh i mean multi uh multi-culture all-inclusive network that's the uh drinking post podcast right one now yeah but uh i i I enjoyed that movie. It was it was uh, just shy of two hours and twenty minutes long. It was like two 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 hours and eighteen minutes. But I mean, the the premise of it really it I, I enjoyed it because I mean I thought that the writing on it was pretty good. Um, it was very action packed. It it was it it really was, and and they didn't go too far. You know, out on the fringe, as far as what's plausible, what's not plausible, as far as like scientific theory is concerned, and and I love the fact that they, if if you paid attention to it, they did address the whole paradox thing, right? Because they were like, uh, you know, because they had, you know, they were talking about all the instructors that came back from the future to train everybody. They were younger than everybody that was being sent, right? And 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 they said it was so that way we didn't bump into ourselves in the future. And it would have created like a paradox, and I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah." Okay. That's just easy writing because everybody was old that went into the uh, future war. Yeah. Because uh, even in uh, spoiler, this is going to be big time spoiler alerts on this one. So yeah. uh, watch the movie before you watch this. And if going you in whatever now, okay, yeah. just yeah. watch the show right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. step away from the video. But uh, yeah, it, but it, it was like when he uh, when he supposedly died, he died at that point like seven years beforehand. Yeah, I mean, they they were like, and I love like the 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 dissociation or the detachment that those uh, those two uh, technicians, army technicians, had when they were like, you you die in this year, and he's like, so so you're saying I die in seven years, and they were like, he goes how, and they're like that's classified you know and i'm just like oh look at them <laughs> you know yeah. and, I, and 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 i think they did that for a couple different reasons one 
I, I think that they, you know, that that needed to be a, a, a point, uh, not, not a turning point, but it needed to be a fulcrum for the storytelling. But two, I think that they did that for the expediency of trying to get the storyline moving along. Yeah. Um, well, it was also, if you look at it uh, another way, uh, that the guy that served like three tours yeah. doing this war. Yeah, and he was doing it, was, it just because he's like, I want to go out the way I want to go out. Yeah, because he, he was he dying was, of cancer. Cancer, yeah. And, but I, I like, you know, and, and then you kind of saw it coming, you know, whenever. Oh, yeah, I got to say it. How free is your weekend this weekend? <laughs> How free is my, uh, on, on, a, on a scale of one to America, man, I'll tell you, it's uh, America. Mine's yeah. Bill Cosby. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Oh, man. Someone just said, the reason why I said it, it's really messed up. I know. I know. Is I that know. is that in our message thread? Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. You know, whoever said that, they just. It was my brother-in-law. Mm, well, your brother-in-law needs to go uh, eat himself a nice big bowl full of jello pudding and just be quiet. <laughs> Okay, I mean, uh, you could, you could. So, so is he that. trying to say that drinks are on him this weekend? A better, wow, oh, <laughs> even better, oh, see? even better, <laughs> even better. And he has, he has twelve-year-old scotch. I'm just gonna go out on the limb. I'm gonna get ahead of this one, but your your brother-in-law didn't hang himself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Jesus. Okay. Anyway, so McAfee did though. <sighs> you could almost say that the virus took him out, though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Right. See. See. The, the, there's the nerd connection. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, but yeah, getting back to this movie, I, you saw it coming up. I mean, because with, um, you know, the uh, it, it with uh, that Yvonne and I, I can never say her name. Uh, I call Stravowski. I, I call her Sarah from uh, Chuck. Well, her other big role right now. Is uh, she plays Serena Waterford in Hands May Tale? Yeah, I absolutely hate the fact that I love that show. I really do because that show pisses me off, dude. But at the I'm same time, I never will. No, it. You know, and, and honestly, I say that, but it's it's actually worth a watch, man, because it, it'll it'll suck you in, and you'll you'll get invested in some of these characters. And I still haven't watched Titanic, so no. Well, I mean. Aside the fact that Rose had plenty of room on that door, the we we all know what's going to happen. So it is what it is. Anyways, digressing. We're moving on. It's like the White House tour. Oh no we're no walking. no! Hold on we're hold walking. on. Only quick quick reference to that. I, uh, my brother-in-law when we were watching uh, when he was watching because I just watched the one part and he was like scooting up when the because it does it as far be it as Titanic the actually clips I've seen from it like the uh, part where it's gonna hit the iceberg and everything yeah it was very dramatizing and it really set the mood and everything to where you feel that it's gonna miss and he was sitting there he, um, he was just gripping the chair going oh it's gonna miss it's gonna miss it's gonna miss I was like dude it's the Titanic it hits Let's go. Did you see the theory? There's a TikTok a group of TikTokers out there that um, they, they, they all propose these, like, fan theories. Is that the uh, architect, the, the engineer that designed and built the Titanic, the Titanic didn't sink. It wasn't the Titanic. It was actually the Olympic. The Olympic was a match, a one-for-one -one match of the Titanic. Yeah. But he knew that it would it would cost more to renovate and refurbish the Olympic. So he put the Olympic out there. They they scraped the the paint off and they just painted the name Titanic on it. And the and the Olympic is the ship that actually sank. Because the uh the designer and architect at the very last minute 
canceled his trip on the maiden voyage. But you know who was on that ship? Who made the trip and every one of them died? His financial and political opponents. Dude, that would be that would be really, really, really. That's going down a rabbit hole. We're not going to go around right now because hey, I'm just I'm, I'm putting it out there. And and you know, to to in, in the spirit of transparency, you know, I've got my two boys here with me. And when I brought that up, that theory up, my 12-year-old Colin is sitting back here in the background, off camera, and he's pumping his fist. He's like, "Yes, yes, yes." So yeah. So shout out to my kid Colin for. For, for uh, uh, enlightening me by showing me that TikTok video. Wait a minute. Did you get it off of Reddit? No, he no, got it off of TikTok. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, I don't know if they're brothers or not, but like, hey, did you hear the theory about this? Did you hear the theory about that? And I don't trust, I trust TikTok more than I trust Reddit, though. Honestly, I can say the same thing, yeah. Uh, but um, all that aside, getting back to the movie, um, you know, it, with uh, Yvonne Stravatsky, uh, I'm just going to go with that. If I butcher her name and she, for whatever Colonel reason. Colonel Forrester. Current Colonel Forrester, yeah. You you saw it coming. I'm like, man, I bet you, I bet you that, that, uh, that the lead female in this movie is his daughter. And it turns out that that's exactly what was going on. And I was like, oh, wow. Because you never saw them until the very end of the movie when she, she was like, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to die. They never, like, they never, they never had any physical contact. Yeah. At all, until she was mortally wounded, and and then he was just like, you know what, we're gonna, we're just gonna sit here and we're we're gonna we're gonna rest for a minute, you know. And he was at that point trying to just be comforting, and you know she kind of let him in as far as why she was angry with him at the you know when they first met, very standoffish, um, and you know because she told you know in her timeline. He died in a car accident and ended up getting divorced from, from her mother. And she, No, the car, car accident happened at last. That's how yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like they separated. Up, what, did, what did it end yeah. up happening? Just to clarify a little bit for everybody, what ended up happening was he ended up becoming his father. Because if you look at the first part of the movie, he didn't get the job that he wanted he wanted to be better and everything like that he yeah. was so depressed and everything and then it just if if the future world didn't happy uh, the tomorrow war didn't happen it would probably escalate to that point where he would have done that yeah because he was so he was get you could see the the i mean he destroyed that trash can pretty pretty horribly but <laughs> it was eating at him that he knew he was better yeah, I mean, and it, it it actually goes off of uh, the charity organization Rally Point that we're trying to get going to. Yes, the help one that I'm a uh, co-chair of. Yeah, for the advisory board. And yeah. apparently, I am too. Well, yeah, you're on the advisory board. So congratulations there. Look at you. Yeah, but um, but uh, and it's another uh, stint of in my military career. The reason why I didn't really want to make it a career is because. Even my chief master sergeant was like, hey, you can probably make chief. All you have to do is this, this, and this. I mean, you already gotten airmen below the zone. You already made staff. And then that was knocked down to A1C. But we'll get into that in a different episode. But you, you, you're, on the, you're on the same stretch away that I was. Yeah. And that's what my chief said. But what got me to think about that is just the – what a senior master sergeant that was retiring mm -hmm. i was talking to him and everything and the man just started bawling in front of me yeah and he was logistics senior master sergeant he wasn't in our uh, group or anything like that right but he was like i don't know what to do when i get out i was like i don't want to be that guy yeah well you know and 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 that's what that's what his character was he he was an ex green beret yeah he was yeah special and he forces. became he did like two or three tours in iraq yeah he ended up being a science teacher, and yeah, he wanted to be yeah, a the researcher. Monologue, yeah, the monologue at the beginning of the movie, he was like, you know, he exercised his, his GI Bill and went to school, and he, he was teaching biology in high school. Yeah. And uh, it came down to him and one other candidate for this, like, high-profile job that was very competitive. 
and you know when he lost out and then all of a sudden he gets drafted to go spend a, a week-long tour in the future and uh and he almost did the uh, AWOL thing yeah uh, well I don't think that necessarily he was going to do that I, I it, his wife pressured him on well trip. I think what it was is that uh I don't think he ever intended to do that because I mean the dude was a Green Beret and I, I, I don't, I can't think of a single Green Beret that would. Uh, You'd be surprised. Well, honestly. no. Let me let me let me let me let me finish. I, I don't think that they would put themselves or their family in danger by doing something as stupid as going AWOL. Okay. Yeah, I can see okay. that. Okay. So he was going to do what was required of him. That's just something that they that that's ingrained into their DNA. I mean, that's that's part of their ethos. So I, I think that his character was was all in, knew that okay it was it's a week, yes, uh, it, it, what was it like seventy percent or sixty sixty to seventy percent of the draftees don't come back from their one week, yeah, and but that could be a, for a number of different reasons, and I mean if you said if you if you paid attention to the little details during that movie, when they were making their jump. That they had that that staff sergeant that was going through everybody and saying, "Hey, look, this the, these coordinates are set to drop you five to ten feet from the ground," and then when they came out on the other side, they were several hundred feet in the air. Yeah, there's some kind of uh, and, and mix up. And the majority that. of their of their stick, their chalk, died on insertion because they some of them were hitting the top of the skyscraper in downtown Miami. Most of them hit the pool, and the rest of them fell to the street. Yeah. You know, and so it... it but he, he had enough enough people gathered up. And it, it, it's almost kind of reminiscent of the D-Day drops, where they had all these misdrops all over the place, and you saw a lot of small unit actions all over the... the, the uh, uh, Normandy, you know... Uh, Beach. Beach. Well, not not Normandy, but all over Normandy, all over the Normandy region, they were, uh, uh, you know, they were they were conducting small unit actions, and in without getting too far off topic, during D Day, those misdrops actually helped out to the benefit of the Allied invasion force because it made the Germans think that there was more paratroopers running around and, and creating chaos than there actually was. Yeah. Um, but. Back to the movie, he had enough people that he was able to uh, get a team together, and they started moving. And that's when they made the radio contact, or radio contact was made with them by Colonel Forrester. And you know, and then that's where the premise of the movie was. It's like where they had to go in, try to rescue the research team, which they found hung, um, hung up uh, in the uh, atrium of that of that building on the seventh floor. Uh, they they gathered. All uh, the intel and yeah, the they gathered all the all, all the all the intel, all the samples that they could grab, and then that's when they started making their way to the Exville point. But uh, I, I think that, but there is a lot of foreshadowing in that movie. Too. There is there is a lot of foreshadowing in that movie. Uh, whether it's lazy writing, I don't know. But I, I didn't. I there's only not, a couple. There was only a couple points in that movie where I'm like, oh man, they could have done maybe a little bit better with that. But I if mean, they, if they in all honesty, if they toned down a lot of stuff, like the kid with the volcano, you knew that was happening. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I don't know, I don't think it's their fault. The but I think fault. with when the, with the kid in the beginning in the classroom when he was talking about the ancient volcanoes, uh, Martin, that was the name of the character, the yeah. other kid in the classroom. They don't know names. Um, I think that that was inserted more of like a like an M Night Shyamalan type Easter egg, because then at the very end of the movie they were talking about there's volcanic ash in this claw. Where did it come from? Yeah, do you know I, any volcano you know volcano experts? And he's like, actually, I do. You know, so no, it had a lot of well, okay. It's not the writer's fault that the writers are doing it now. Yeah, but it's constant. You can always see. Very rarely do you have anything in movies nowadays that's a rare herring. The last, the last movie that I've actually watched that surprised me is Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. He's the only one that I can go and watch 
and I, you have a small amount of red herrings, but you don't notice it until you have to rewatch. Christopher Nolan movies, you have to rewatch. Yeah. Um, I, I t- <laughs> Snack Snyder is real bad about. Um, he, he, he threw a couple of red herrings out in the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I'm like, okay. While I appreciate the fact that they put that in the extended cut, so that way it helped tell the better overall story, it really kind of led you down a road. You're like, but, but I thought, and then it just it kind of helped for the whole surprise factor when the story began to unfold. When it, once the once the story got to its its fulcrum, its pinnacle, and then you get on the backside of that hill, that storytelling hill. It started to unfold itself. Uh, gravity really grabbed a hold of the story and just well, started dragging it down. Well, you also got to look at, uh, a, if you look at uh, Batman v Superman and you go in and you see the regular cut, it's it's kind of bad. Yeah. But if you see the director's cut, they put in a lot of stuff that actually connects everything. The reason why they're doing this, it, it's not just for a cash grab. It's just literally a thing to where this is the reason why he thinks this, and this is the reason why he thinks this. Yeah. And it goes from there. But overall, overall, uh, the movie was, I enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch it again. Um, I mean, that's that's one of those movies where I don't mind watching it two or three times. Just because, one, I mean, I, I enjoy Chris Pratt movies for, you know, for the most part anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like a Chris Pratt fan. I mean, if you look at my Facebook page, it's him and Jeff Goldblum. That same picture, you know, same photo of every day. Yeah. Every day. But... Um, I have to ask, why do you do that? It started out as kind of like just something novel to do. Um, and then I kind of turned it into have you a ever game. Read, have you ever read the comments on those? On the... For... The Jeff Goldblum and Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. yeah. And it's funny, and, you know, and it's one like, day I just ended up watching the reading the uh, reading, comments. yeah, just looking the comments, yeah. But you know, I mean, after a certain point, man, it's like you get all these people like, I absolutely hate the fact that you've done that. And I've had a couple of people where I didn't really care that I was friends with them or not. And they're like, I unfollowed you just because of that. And I'm like, well, you know, well, at least I found out now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? You were following me on Facebook? Wow, that's literally, yeah. I actually do like it because it gives me a uh, simple fact that you are alive. Yeah, and you know, and there was a period there that it's it's a buddy check where I don't have to check. <laughs> exactly right, and it's not something you can just bot up. I mean, you have to. I mean, because they don't drop it at the same time every day. But, yeah, you know, so I I'm noticed just, that. That's yeah. weird. You know, it, like it, it for a couple of weeks there. They were dropping it within thirty minutes of each other. On like on on the thirty minute mark of either side of midnight. And I'm just like, and how I knew this is because, you know, insomnia is a hell of a drug. But but getting back to the movie, it was like, I, I could watch this another couple of times just because, one, it's Chris Pratt. And I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy his, his, his genuineness. I mean, he's not disingenuous at, at all as far as, like, who he is off camera. I mean, he, he, he is unabashedly, uh, you know, a Christian. Uh, you know, the and fact he's that... married to freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, Arnold is his father-in-law, but, I mean, that's not, you know... And he's a very hard worker. He is. He's a very hard worker, and he's genuinely funny, you know, and... He's, he's a regular guy. Yeah, I mean... I can't wait to... Like, if, if, if he were sitting in this chair over here, well, actually, he would be sitting in this chair, and I'd be the one sitting behind the soundboard, but whatever. Um, you know, if, if he were sitting in here, it's not like we would have, like, a sense of starstruck about it. You know, I mean, because he would sit... Because he, he's very relatable. I mean, we, he could have a normal conversation with people like you and I. Yeah. And it would be something that we could follow. But um, now... And he knows card scripts. Card tricks. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, but but he's got he's got enough star power. Damn it. And and, and enough attraction because of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe association that he has. That like if we had Chris Pratt in the studio one day, my boys would be. I'd have to have my boys here, you know, and that way they could get their picture taken with Peter Quill. That's all there is to it. I mean, that's 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 the whole point, you know. But I mean, as long as they don't do what you did. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, yeah, with Matt Best, right, yeah, no. Yeah, that that's still. I'm still waiting for for uh, for a second chance on that one, just so that way I don't come across like a like a creeper, like a stumbling, bumbling idiot. But uh, but no, his next his next thing I'm really excited for. It, it's not because he he's doing like Thor: Love and Thunder and everything. And this is a surprising one. This is the name of the movie that's coming out in two, uh, 2023 that he's in, Cowboy Ninja Viking. I'm interested just because of the name. That that goes right up there with Cowboys and Aliens, right? No, it's 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 a combination of like every cool thing from my childhood and just put it in one thing. I'm like, I'm just interested because it's everything I like. Huh. But okay. no, uh, the mo- the TV series that he's going to be in, uh, Terminal List. Really? You know okay. what Terminal List is, right? Enlighten. Uh, Jack Carr. Oh, he's playing Greece. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. Have you read that book? No, but uh, that's that's one I'm I'll, gonna. I'll put it on your phone. I'll put it on your phone so you can listen to it. Okay. All right. So, um, verdict on the Tomorrow War. I give it just so that way we're not going like completely, you know, hoser on it. I'll give it like four, four and three quarter stars. Are we going to do the star thing? we got to come up with something else. Okay, so we can do something else then. Um, casings? Shell casings, yeah. So we will do five shell casings? Five shell casings. Okay, so we're going to go... Uh, I'll give it 450 cows and a 556. Five, How about that? All right. Yeah? Okay. okay. I yeah. could see it. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. My boys enjoyed the movie. Uh, you know, it was it was easy to follow, and it, it, it kept you engaged. That was another thing that freaking... What, what's his name? The, the, the father. The, the grandfather. Oh, J.K. Simmons? Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Dude, how ripped was that guy? You know why? Because he, he's, uh, he's been working out um, because he's the new Commissioner Gordon for the DCU. He's been working out. No, he's not. Well, yeah. the new he he's the Commissioner Gordon in the uh, Justice League movie. Yeah. But they don't know if they're going to use him for the other ones because of the new Batman. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, he he was getting into shape God, for that. that. But yeah, he was getting Dude, into shape was... for that. And as we all know, he is the voice actor, and has been on screen actor for. James Jameson. J.J. Jameson. <laughs> you know, so... What's uh, his name again? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, I mean, he is your quintessential, like, you know... But God, is he ripped? I love him as an actor. Yeah, he's damn, a great actor. He ripped. Yeah, I mean, the dude's just... I mean, he's he, he went on this, like, crazy, insane, you know, mass-building cut program that just... I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> it's like, Wow. You know, not not to oogle or anything like that, but dude's been, you know, he's been getting after it, you know. So, he's but I, 66 and he looks like that. That's just amazing. Dude, put that into perspective, right? Okay, so William Shatner just turned 90 this year. Damn, really? Yeah, and he's still out there running around like a 50-year-old. More like a 30-year-old. Oh, yeah, this is true. Yeah, he's a 30-year-old. I mean... The guy is like, I mean, he's the embodiment of what Captain Kirk is. I mean, the dude, I mean, he's never going to grow up. No, he's more Spock now because of his age. No. Spock died first. I, I, I get it. That's because Spock had COPD. But all that What's aside. COPD? Uh, it, damn, you're going to make me look that up. I should know that. COPD. Okay. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Basically because Mr. Spock used to smoke two or three packs a day when he was on the set. <clears throat> okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, so um, now if you're watching us on YouTube, you've noticed that there is a baseball glove on the, ta- on the table. Oh, yeah, we, 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 haven't, we haven't discussed the glove. So... Um, I just recently ordered this glove. Well, I say recently, about two, three months ago. About two months ago, I ordered the glove. And uh, it was from uh, 44progloves.com. And uh, 
it's it's an all leather glove. It's a pro grade glove uh, that I completely customized. I built it on the website and added what options that I wanted with shipping and everything. It took about two months. To, you know, it took well, it took about six to eight weeks. Yeah, about two months roughly for it to get to me, but totally worth the two hundred and twenty dollars that I spent on it, and that's with shipping. Um, now, comparatively speaking, for those of you who have played baseball, are still involved with the sport, you get your pro-line gloves, your pro-grade gloves, they start, un- I mean, just run-of-the-mill, off-the-shelf production glove, they start at like 250 to $300. And with the Rawlings or the Mizunos or, or even the uh, uh, Wilson gloves, if you try to get those personalized, you're talking four or five hundred dollars easy, and you still got to break them in, right? Uh-huh. Um, with this glove, man, I mean, it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's a. It's What's a, the? I, I, I asked you. You said you ha- we, did. You have to go buy the the glove stuff. No, uh, uh-uh. no. It's uh, they're they're based out of California, so this is an American-made glove. I mean, to break it in. Yeah, you know, to break it in. Um, I just I, I've got. Uh, uh, glove oils. Uh, I've got uh, mink oil and uh, saddle soap. So I've got different things that I can use on this glove to uh, to soften the leather up, to break down those connective tissues that are inside the the leather. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, and I've got a mallet, a wooden uh, glove mallet. It looks like a it looks like a softball mounted to a, a wooden handle, right? And uh, just basically, you could beat a crease into the palm, um, and you can start to form the pocket where the ball is going to rest. Right, but it. I mean, it's going to take some work, but just like anything else, man, with any other glove, it doesn't matter who makes it, you know, what grade of of break in, you know, broken in that it, it is when it gets to you. I mean, you just have to play catch with it. You really do. So, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you know I think I might at some point go to uh, DBAT, which is the 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 indoor uh, baseball softball facility that we have here. I just may go get in the batting cage and just, you know, turn it up to 70 miles an hour and just stand there and catch balls out of the bat, you know, out of the pitching machine. I put the plugs. No, no, not the Plex. No, the Plex, their batting cage is trash, dude. No, uh, D-Bat's out there on uh, uh, Seymour Highway going out towards Holiday. Mm. Okay. But oh, it's not Seymour Highway, but um, it's going out towards Holiday. Oh, um, okay. Uh, over there by uh, Jordan Craft Barbecue. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 right out there. It's it's, uh, it's Lone Star s- Muscle Cars. It's it's literally almost across the street from. It's there. kind. Of, it's really sad. A lot of the stuff that we were, you know, we're supposed to have in town. We get like the uh, jerry rigged stuff. Yeah, but uh, like even the paintball. Yeah, yeah. Our field of honor is very, very, very. Cody, the, the Dallas one was doing events and everything. Yeah. Because we did a, a Vietnam era one. Yeah. And of course, I did the Mac V. I was I was Mac V. Yeah, I had to fake it. But uh, I mean, this glove. I mean, dude, I love it, dude. I mean, you can see it. It's 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 all red, white, and blued. I've got my name embroidered on the thumb. I've got Texas, the Texas flag, and the home plate uh, on the thumb. Of course, I got you know I got the American flag embroidered on the wrist strap, right? And uh, at the request of my twelve-year-old, who is also my ball player, that. That's America's glove right there. That is America's glove. That is America's glove. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, was it ProGloves44.com or 44ProGloves? Let me look it up here. Hold on. Da, 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 da. I want to make sure that if I'm giving them 44ProGloves.com. They've got uh, pictures of all of these pro players that are out there actually using their gloves. Uh, Roberto Rosuna, who plays for Houston. Uh, Trevor McGill, he plays for uh, Chicago, the Cubs. Um, Phillips Valdez, he's a pitcher for Boston. He uses their gloves. David Hess plays for Baltimore. Um, uh, Yohan Makata, he plays for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, uh, Freddie uh, Freddy Peralta, uh, he plays for, um, he's a pitcher for Milwaukee. I mean, we've got professional players that are using their gloves, and every one of them are different because, I mean, they can. They can either pick a stock glove and just do t- do things to it. Uh, the, the glove builder on their website is really easy to use. 
Um, you can either pick a Japanese style model or you can pick an American style model and change like the different webbing on the on the pocket, uh, obviously the colors. I mean, everything down to the padding inside the palm and whether or not you want to have moisture wicking material on the wrist. Dude, I was completely, like I had been sitting there flirting and stalking that website for like a year or two years, something like that. So you're, what you're saying right now is the cop should have been called by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, sh- I should have had a charge filed against me about that, but it, <laughs> I like to use the, I like to use my term of uh, unofficial investigation, and the cops still say it's stalking. <laughs> I, I like to look at it as more of a uh, website integrity inspector. There we go. See, there we go. Now I feel now I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. But I finally pulled the trigger on it and I ordered one and I sat there and as soon as I hit checkout, you know, and I hit that pay button, I'm like, I just spent two hundred dollars on a damn baseball glove, you know, and it's like, because I mean I, I've been one of those coaches, one of those people that they're okay with going and buying like the fifty, sixty dollar gloves that are like the low end models and using them for years. So now that I've got a pro pro-grade glove I, I'm it's not going to make you a better player dude it's not going to make me a better player I mean it's like these people that go out and they spend fifteen to two thousand dollars on attachments for their AR-15 and they still couldn't hit the broadside of a barn you know they couldn't hit the ground if friend, they fell I have a friend like that you know and it's like I'm, I'm so glad he go out and spend that money on training I mean I know yeah. just enough about baseball and I'm, just, I'm skilled enough at baseball to catch the ball and throw it back in a Maybe, 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 maybe be like a second, you know, like a second string player on a beer league team, but. Yeah, I've never seen you play, so I can't really say that. Hey, you know, I mean. I was going to say something. I used to be pretty, you know, and, 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 I mean, you know, what's that saying? Those who can't do teach, dude, I, I love coaching baseball. Yeah. So, you know, um. And, and, and we've gone over ad nauseum about my love for the game. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's something that, that I enjoy. And, I, and I've been, like I said, I've been looking at trying to, I've been mulling over my head the logic behind getting a glove like this for years. And I'm just like, you know what? I want this. And it's, I, I, I need to quit screwing around. And I just need to get it. Yeah, this is the same thing with uh, starting this cast. Yeah. I mean, I had this cast started, like, in my head. I got a bunch of stuff in my head that I need to, like, uh, doing a, a TV show for YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have that in my head. I have the script in my head. I just haven't put it down paper. <laughs> right. So and I mean, it, 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 it's a real ingenious uh, thing, and we'll... We'll talk about it uh, yeah. off, off air one of these days. Yeah, I mean, but with this glove, you know, I mean, you sit there and you see these players, they're playing in the professional leagues, you know, and they're playing in the majors. They're, they're in the show, you know, and they're using this brand glove. And you're like, I mean, yeah, I'll order one, but it's not going to be the same caliber. And and, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was complete, I'm being completely honest here. I like the feel of the inside of this, too. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a kip liner. So it, yeah. it helps kind of cushion that. So that way when you catch one in on the palm as opposed to in the pocket, I mean, dude. And it's got, some, it's got the sweetest sound when a ball hits that, dude. I mean, it's got that pop. And, it, I mean, it, it really does. It's got that pop. And then the, the more I use it, the more, the more I play catch with it, it's going to get more broken. It's going to, it's going to, oh, yeah. it's, it's going to become, it's just going to get better. It's just like cowboy boots. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the trick is just, you know, make sure, making sure that you keep it clean, that you keep it oiled and that you store it properly. Yeah. So, um, but like, you know, like I was saying, you see these, and it, and it was actually kind of like a low key fear of mine that I was going to order this glove and I was going to get some inferior, like inferior grade material. And, it's the same damn glove that they're giving these guys. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay. So at that point, I'm like, okay. And so what I'm going to do, what I'm going to try to do anyway, is that whenever Christmas time rolls around, uh, my son Colin, he's my ball player, you know, and it, it, he, he was looking at this, he's like, dude, sheesh, you know, I was like, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty nice. We're going to, at some point, probably in the fall, 
because um, I've got him a glove now, and, and that glove is amazing. I mean, he likes that glove, loves it. It's, it's black. I mean, it's it's. Um, normally it was like a hundred fifty dollar glove, but I got it on clearance for like uh, sixty bucks. So I mean, I, I scored a pretty good deal on that. So I was like, you know, hey, look at that, you know. But um, we're gonna we're gonna get on that website. We're gonna build him one, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna get it ordered. But uh, you know, that way. He's got a glove that will last him for a while as long as he takes care of it and for as long as he's playing the game on any kind of level where there's just a casual, hey, we're going to go out and play catch to, hey, I'm a member of a team and we're out there, you know, grinding, trying to put together wins. Um, you know, because, you know, my kid, he's he's a, he's a pretty solid ball player. I mean, at, at his age, I mean, he's a way, way better ball player than I ever was. And, and I'm okay with it saying that out loud. I mean, the kid's got a cannon on him, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, during this uh, past spring season, he had an outfield assist. You know, a, a shot. You don't have to talk him up since he's here, man. No, I know. But, <laughs> but I mean, and I've told him this to his face. But Has he really? Hmm? Has he really? We're going we're gonna to put him on the spot. Has he actually tell you this? Uh, yeah. Multiple yeah. Okay. See, as long and, as and he's not just him. saying that because I'm sitting here either, and he's afraid that I'm going to beat him later. But no, uh, no, I'm not going to beat you. You know that. Anyway, so, um, you know, I mean, he had an outfield assist during the spring season this this past spring. Uh, it, it, the ball got over your head, but you ran it down, and from the fence, you threw a strike to the second baseman, and he applied the tag because the runner was trying to stretch it into a double, and you and you threw a runner out from the outfield fence. So I'm like, heck, yeah. And, and, and as soon as, I mean, that ball was in flight, as soon as it left his hand, I'm like, oh, that's got a chance. That's got Because I don't think that ball got maybe more than 10, 11, 12 feet off the ground. Oh, and wow. it, 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 he threw it on the line. Because I started a long toss program with him this spring. You know, where, you know, where, yeah, you can warm up at a certain distance, but then, like, at once your arm starts to get a little bit, you know, looser, every time you catch the ball, you back up a step. Until you get out to like 90 to up, I think like 120 feet, and then it's, and it helps build velocity because it strengthens your shoulder and it, and it really fo- makes you focus on your form and your mechanics. And um, do they still have like a baseball camp program? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm taking my boys on a vacation next week to Houston to visit my girlfriend. And uh, when we get back, the following day, he's got to go to uh, DBAT for uh, four days of baseball camp there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, they've got they've is got it, camps, and like, clinics, and is it like a regular camp, or you just no? It's gonna it's like a day camp. Off. Yeah, it's okay. a day camp where I, you know I'm gonna drop them off in the morning. I think they're gonna be done by like noon or something like that. But okay. Um, yeah, because it's in this Texas heat, you probably just kill. Well, no, kids. it's all indoor mostly. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, I mean it's an indoor facility, so they'll have the air conditioning on for the most part. Now I know the DBAT did buy. Um, it's on 369. There was a field out there that the city just. Anytime somebody tried to buy it, the city would just nix the deal because they everybody always tries to put their own irrigation system out there. So DBAT bought the bought the bought the plot that the field's sitting on and said, you know what? Screw you guys. We're going to put turf on it. So <laughs> they, yeah. they turfed the field. So you know, and then they rent it out for events and tournaments and stuff like that. But they may go to that field. I'm not entirely sure what all they're going to do, but um, you know, a lot of ball players. I mean, do they'll, they'll just sit around during the during the off season. They won't really do anything. They'll 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 get lazy and fat and play like Fortnite, you know, until all hours of the morning and then sleep in. But uh, you know, and I'm not trying to like throw his arm out or anything. But you know, he still needs to stay active. He still needs to stay on top of those mechanics and, and just get behind the work ethic of of being a ball player all year round he can enjoy being a kid that's not what i'm saying i'm not trying to steal his childhood from him so if you're one of those proponents of you know one of those parents that are like or you know one of those uh uh omnipotent uh, keyboard warriors that, that that think you're better at being a parent than actual parents are even though most of the time they're sitting around in their grandparents' basement with a with a, a, a cheese stained wife beater and 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 sweat you know but it's cheetos it is cheap. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, but or or a lot of people thinking that you're uh, you're trying to live through your kid, but it's just one of those things. Well, you like, know what? To a degree, and I'm going to be honest with you. To a degree, at at first, it, it kind of it I was, was a little to give bit. You a little. Look, hey, 
in this day and age, we need to be transparent, right? So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. So at first when I was coaching, yeah, I mean, it was me trying to live through him a little bit because I'm like, okay, I wish I'd have been able to play Little League when I was his age. But, you know, with my dad being in the Navy and my mom being the one parent that was there most of the time, and with just the cost of the game, period. I mean, it was really prohibitive, and you know. And at first, I was, at, you know, when I was a kid, I was real angsty towards my parents because I didn't get to play baseball. But um, you know, now that I'm a dad, I'm on my, you know, I'm a parent myself, and I'm, I'm older, uh, you know, and I, I see the cost that comes with this game, and and and, and, and it gets more and more every year. It's it's ridiculous. Um, like I just recently, uh, a few months ago, dropped like four hundred dollars on bats. And I got them on sales. That's the only reason why I paid that much. I bought three bats that would have normally cost me $800. I spent half as much to get. And uh, and one of those bats is for next year. And, uh, but, you know, and I know that the good equipment's not gonna make him a better player, but it's it's just, it's one of those incentives to give him to say, hey, look, I'm trying to help outfit you to help you feel more comfortable at the plate, and you'll feel more, more comfortable in the field. Um, and that way, that's one less thing that he's got to worry about because the, 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 the quality of your equipment does at some point creep into the back of your mind. Yeah, I got this line drive coming at me, and if I catch it on the palm, it's going to hurt like hell. And, you know, and you're going to have that knee-jerk reaction where you're going to want to, like, drop the ball. I get him a glove that's got a good pocket in it, it's got a good web in it to where it'll it'll trap the ball. And as long as he's executing everything else that he's supposed to be executing in his game, he's going to make he's going to be able to stay up there. Um, because you know and I tell him and I I always told the kids that I coached, talent will get you on the field, but hard work is going to keep you there. And you know, and, and to a degree the quality of your equipment does affect the style of play. So just like you know, not all bats are created the same, just like not all gloves or even all balls are created the same. So, um, you know, with that thing, you know, with all that being said, yeah, to a degree, honestly, you know, I was trying to live vicariously through my kid, trying to live out some kind of like baseball dream. But I, I think that if he stays with it and he maintains his grades and everything like that and what he learns inside the foul lines is going to help translate to make him a better individual outside of those foul lines when he's off the field. But... I think if he stays with it, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to be that dad that's going to deny him saying, "No, you need to play with the play with the same kind of crap that I had to play with." No, screw that. I didn't walk uphill two ways, you know, in the middle of the summer, 12 feet of snow on the ground, going to school. No, no. I mean, I, dude. Comparatively I did, speaking, I did, I did that going to our friend's house. <laughs> okay, see, but you know, comparatively speaking, we had it better than our parents did. And our kids should have it better than we do, but not to the point where they get spoiled because my son knows, both of my kids know, you know, both of my boys, they know that anything that they get from me, they're going to have to earn. They're going to have to, you know, that's, yes, well, it's okay to treat them every once in a while. They have to earn it. You know, they, they have to, you know, they have to demonstrate to me that they can respect this, you know, respect their, 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 the things that they're given without destroying them, you know, kind of a situation. And I, and a lot of that is just, you know, basic parenting. But, man, getting back to this glove, though, I mean, yeah, it is America's glove. And it's a really, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the purchase, honestly. So, but um, I'm gonna, at the risk of uh, repeating myself, I say that we should probably cut this off for the day. Yeah, because you're literally, I think you're talking about 15, 20 minutes just about that glove. You're happy about that glove. I'm not... I'm, not saying anything bad about it, but well, that's like that if you—that's that that like if thing. you going out and and you buy a pack of magic cards and you get that ultra rare limited edition, no longer in print card. You're going to be like, oh my god. I don't know anymore. I haven't had that kind of. It the the closest thing I've I've had that was. Or whether it be a new gun or or archery accessories, I don't I don't know. Or even AV equipment for the show, you're gonna be like, oh my god, what, you know, have you seen this camera? And 
you buy that camera and you know, hey, this camera costs a lot. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten that yet. I th no, my car. Okay, see, there you go. My car, because it's my first car ever that I've ever owned that didn't have an oil leak. <laughs> see, it's the little things. It is the little things. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things. Is I'm, I'm one of those people. Of, Isn't I, I being get, an adult kind of weird? Yes. I don't get excited with a lot of stuff anymore. Like, you, you know, you look at some of the things that we get all happy about, and you're like, how does that make a difference to anything in the world? And then you start, then you look back and you remember some of the things that made your parents happy, and you're like, oh, oh I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> you have that, you have that groom moment where you're like, light bulb. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, last thing we were talking about is just the glove, but this is what the hell, the tomorrow war. And I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Don't forget to look us up on Facebook. Yes, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Give us a like on the other end of the corner here. Leave comments on the comment section, whether they're good, bad, indifferent. I don't care. If, if, if you want to talk about how you like to, to wear makeup and, and, and pet stuffed animals in the dark of night, I don't care. Just get involved. Interact with the show. We're going to be on Is Patreon really soon. Thing? You know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 So, okay. I got gotcha. you. Right. Okay. So we're going to be on Patreon soon. So we're we're working on that. I'm still. I got to work out on it this weekend. I'll probably okay. work it on. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're also on Spotify. And on the pa Apple Podcast, make sure you leave a comment and five star review. We do not have a zero or one or anything like. Just give us a review, and if it's a crappy review, still give us a five star because we we're. I'm a street corner whore. That's what it is. I'm just going to say it. I'm a straight corner whore. I mean, some of us still have standards, but yes, leave us a five-star. Let me finish. I have no, not yielded no, the floor to the no. senator yet. But <laughs> Lord and yeah. master. I'll take Lord and master. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely leave us a review. Uh, but get engaged with the show. Subscribe to us on several different platforms. It helps us out so that we can provide better content for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, until then, he's David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Stay classy, San Diego. Later, guys. Bye.